We make all kinds of connections from our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Hi, good evening, and welcome to Things Worth Considering. I am your host, Gord Riddell, and I am here with my co-host, Alexia Georgiousis. So, just so that everyone knows, um, we are live, and... Uh, we would like to uh, invite you, if you wish, to give us a call. We have a toll-free number. The phones are open at 1-888-346-9141. And that's 1-888-346-9141. And give us a call. You have some questions. So tonight we're going to be talking about men. Uh, everything that women always wanted to know about men and uh, what men need to know about men. Um so yeah, can you Alex hear me now? Is going to drive me a little bit through this, yes. <laughs> and she's going to interview me for a change. I I'm am. Doing a, I'm doing a talk on Wednesday, a three-hour uh, mini workshop on everything you want to know about men. So, well, and I'm so actually glad to uh, interview you, Gord, because also I think it's important for. You know, it's just interesting to know your background a little bit, and especially your work with men. And right. obviously, you are a man. So um, yes, I am. That's no. <laughs> what gives me the authority to talk about this. Right, right. <laughs> so, so one of the questions I have is, you know, can you share a little bit about what, you know, uh, interested you in doing work with men? I think it was, you know, what women's biggest complaint is, and that is that men have a great deal of difficulty being able to communicate, um, and it's not that they can't communicate. Um, women, when they say that, are, are referring to, you know, they don't communicate the way I want them to communicate or the way I communicate as a woman. Um, and the fact is, is that men don't communicate that way. Right. Men, where women are very relationship oriented, they're, they're much more being, feeling, kind of, let's talk about it. Uh, men are doers. Men yes. show you their caringness by what they do for you. Well, yes and no, because okay. I do think... Are you a man? No, <laughs> I am not. <laughs> well, I don't identify, I should say. Um, but the thing is, is that I find that what's interesting, and I'd like you know, your input around seeing that also there's, a, there's the physicality, but there's also the energy, the masculine energy compared to a feminine energy. And I find that I know many women who are very masculine in their energy, even though they look maybe very female, but their whole relational aspect, their communication is very male and very much, you know, about doing. Right. And, and I see, you know, less, less so in, in men generally in terms of the, the other way around. But what's your take on that? I think I think that women have had a great greater uh, amount of flexibility in adaptation of what is defined as being feminine. You know, what mm. is a woman? Men are still very much locked into very very old uh, uh, definitions of what masculine looks like. Um, you know, so you know, men men cannot be seen as being w considered to be weak. Right. Or right. feminine 
or, you know, emotive because that's feminine. Uh, and that's what makes them the doer part, you know. Uh, so I think that the, I think the feminist movement from way back when, starting with the suffragettes um, and moving forward uh, sporadically, as we all know, it's happened, uh, has, has allowed women to be something other than what a traditional definition of like the, the uh, magazine model would look like or be mm-hmm. like, or that, that sort of enhanced femininity. Uh, masculine is always to be that sort of magazine, you know, the Marlboro man up on his horse, smoking a cigarette. Uh, and then of course dead from the cancer. Right, um, right. But that's sort of, that is still very much, um, I think expected. Well, and There's I, a change I, I, in younger guys. Yeah, there is more there change is. starting to happen, but in in sort of mid age on up, that hasn't happened. So you're locked between sort of the emotive male and the stoic. You know, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. stiff upper lip, say nothing, just do it, get yourself through it, uh, and you're not going to talk about your pain. Right. Well, but I also think that there's a perception because when you look at what, you know, we, how, who's identifying what is masculine and what is feminine. And I do agree with you that there's a lot of expectation put on men generally. And I've found that also a lot of women who have gone into more masculine energy, they are less emotive, you know, less emotional, less, because that's also judged in women. But yes. for men, absolutely, it becomes a sense of, I think, an identity. But again, it goes back to what is it? What does it mean to be masculine? What does that mean uh, to be feminine? And also the yin and yang, meaning the balance of both. Yes. And I think for a lot of men, maybe they don't have that ability or at least the, the role models or the culture to support it. Because I know, you know, in Europe, in Greece, men will walk uh, down the street and they'll have their arms around each other. And there's, oh, there's yeah. it's really around uh, being Touching able is to- much more allowed in Europe. Yes, yes. And, not, and- yeah, we still have a very Victorian, you know, the, the, the Puritans who came here, Puritan, think of the word. You know, yes, they, I, I know. mean, they may have come to America, but they flowed into Canada. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's that whole thing of men don't touch other men. Right. You know, the sh- you can shake hands. I did not hug my father until I was in therapy. Interesting. It just didn't happen. And then I broke it. I hugged him one Christmas. When I came in, rather than the proverbial handshake, Merry Christmas, Dad, uh, I hugged him. And he hugged back. He didn't, yeah. he didn't get all, you know, for Blockster or whatever. But then I watched him. You know, each year I would do it. And my brothers do not. They still would come. Well, did not. He's passed away. They would still come in and shake his hand and, and, right. and so on. Uh, so, so there's just that perpetuation. You know, was my dad willing to risk it being different? No, I was. And he, and he agreed to that, you know, but not yes. with my brothers. So he so wouldn't risk it with my brothers. Uh-huh. So it was the discomfort. And what about your brothers with you? Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We might shake hands at Christmas. Right. Maybe. Often it's a wave across the room. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Haven't seen you in a year. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and I think every family is different. But if we look at the, the you know, the generalization, you're right, right. The generalization <laughs> is that, you know, as a society and, I, and, you know, this whole aspect of doing what you said about it, is that a demonstration of love? And I think that or a demonstration of, you know, Sorry. I can take care of you or yes. responsibility, whatever it may be. And I, and I think that that's sometimes challenging. It is. It is, but uh, that's certainly, I think, what's modeled. You know, remember that what children see are what children experience and learn from, not from what they're told, not from what they hear. My dad had a proverbial, you know, one is don't do as I say, don't do as I do, do as I say. Right, right. I mean, this kind of says it all, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's like someone saying, you know, uh, don't, um, you know, I don't know, rob a bank and then go and do it, right? It's like, go, don't yeah. do what I'm doing. You know, it's, it's, but you're right. People, but the bank, children will follow. Doing banks are bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad, I'll hold on. Do you want me to drive the getaway car? Right, uh, right, right. But yeah, and so children actually learn from that. So boys are constantly watching their dads, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, so are girls. I mean, girls are watching their yep. dads, but they're watching their moms more. I mean, there's that whole same sex bond, and then there's the cross-sectional, which right. is very, very powerful. The cross. Yeah, talk, talk about that a bit more. What does that actually mean? Are you going to save that for your presentation next week? Uh, no, I'm. Uh, you know, hopefully, I'll just get enough that people want to come and hear more and take part. Yes, in it. but men, you know, um, as children, we we bond with our with our same sex first, you know, um, but the, the most powerful one that we experience is when is who we cross. So I, I would have cross bonded with my mother and you would have cross bonded with your dad. So your right. dad has very profound effects on you. And my mother has very had, she's also passed away, very profound effect on me. Good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm, God love mm-hmm. her. You know, right. um, but kind of what she said went and she taught me a lot in her messaging that's like, boys don't cry, stop crying right now, or I'm going to really give you something to cry about. Right. Wow. So the invalidation of crying, but also the invalidation of why I was crying was also placed in that sentence. So, and I think a lot of boys will smile at this point because they've heard it. They know it, you know, as yeah. well. And uh, that, that taught us not to cry. Yes. Right. Yes. You know what? I mean, one of the one of the things that we do know, and that I can personally say, is that I haven't cried in years. Um, you know, uh, I have though discovered that I get teary eyed much more readily as we age. Men, men mm-hmm. finally, you know. So people are like, my dad had tears in his eyes. I've never yeah. seen that before. And it's like, how old's your dad? You know. Right, right. And it's like it happens. You know. Well, it, I saw my I, dad cry once, and that's when they lowered my grandmother's, his mother's body into the ground mm-hmm, at her funeral. Mm-hmm. Well, and he almost collapsed. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that you know my father, for example, was someone and is someone who he will he would cry more than my mother, much more. But not right. cry about he he's just his heart, you know, in terms of family or connection or missing, but sensitivity, not physical pain. But he was he would openly like not sit there and bawl his eyes out, but he would get tears and he would cry a little bit. And he and there was and there was it was the freedom in a way. So I was used to a, a man, very manly man, 
absolutely showing his emotion quite readily. And it was mm-hmm. just part of his, his nature. Whereas my mother isn't someone who's going to cry readily. So it's, it's kind of an interesting um, split. Well, you know, I think the definitions of masculine and feminine are, are very culturally driven. Yes, yes, you know? definitely. So, you know, we, and that's always something, you know, uh, anybody in therapy needs to be so, you know, brutally aware of at all times is, you know, culturally, what are you wearing? Or what are you wearing? What are you dealing with? <laughs> yeah. You know, where is this person from? Um, you know, all of those just play huge factors as to how we're defining what is a man and what is a woman. But yeah. there's still some, some still some strong semblance of, you know, the masculine head of household, woman takes care of man. You know, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. care whether you're in Russia or whether you're in the very south of Chile or right. in China. That is, that's the rule. Right. Uh, that has been, you know, been going on for years and years and years. Our ability to move past that is very difficult. Right. And I think that, you know, what I'm curious about, too, is that um, I, you mentioned it right at the start is around, you know, generally speaking, often women can connect differently and it takes a while to get a sense of, OK, how is how is it to connect with a man and also communicate in a way that's different from communicating with my, you know, my girlfriends. Right. And I think that some of it is it is accepting that there is a difference and maybe men don't want to talk as much as women do or vice versa. You right? know, I mean, sort of there's a joke, you know, it's like the, the guy's feeling really bad and he's like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go and, and see, see Tom. So Tom's like, come on, let's go down to the corner. Let's have a beer. And that's communicating. You know, yes. I think men are open a little bit more, but men are more likely to be open with other men than they are with women. However, on saying that, you know, if it wasn't for women's ability to talk, men would never talk. Right. So men that, men that are in relationships with women, women actually teach men sort of how to express themselves and allow that to come out. It's not that men don't have it. It doesn't come naturally. Mm-hmm. And it certainly has not been encouraged in any other light uh, uh, in terms of raising a child. Yeah, I believe that. And, and you, you know, you also said th- something about the age factor where, yes. you know, I know in some uh, indigenous cultures, the idea is that when you actually become an adult, it's really around your mid-50s. And that's the time where women gain their voice and men's hearts open. So the teariness starts to come in a different way. But as a child, yeah, if they have not had the experience or that's been messaged that it's not okay to cry you know, you don't need to have talk about your feelings. Then, and also, everybody wants to belong. You know, the little boys shut down and just want to belong with their friends. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so but it was uh, uh, anger was allowed though. Uh huh. This is very interesting. With, yes, with within a p- certain parameter. Like, I mean, you couldn't do a big, big. You know, but you could certainly be angry and frustrated and, and kick your bike or or something like that. That was allowed. But if I cried, it would be like, stop it. I'll really give you something to cry about. You know, yeah. men don't cry. Yeah. And that was a cross, you know. Um, you know, getting hurt, being in pain, it was still don't cry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anger's okay. It's okay to be right, angry. Right. right. Which is actually it's really, really unfortunate. Yeah, and really, <laughs> and really, really unfortunate because, again, it doesn't give men this side of themselves to express. And also for women, the same thing. 
right? It's like you, you can't be angry. Otherwise, you've got tons of labels coming at you if you are an angry woman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're not. And if you're not an angry man, you have labels. You know, that's true. Um, you know, unless you're yeah, like older and jaded and bitter, uh, yeah. which are you know acceptable. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, uh, it really is. You know, to have a sadness, people don't want to be around men who are sad. Now, why is that? Because we have no experience of men crying. And when I'm teaching therapists about this. Women are, are, you know, as frightened of a man raging as they are of a man crying. Hmm. Not for their physical hurt. It's just that they usually will say, my concern is if a man were to start to really cry, like deep cry, you know, not just tears, crying uh, in, a, in a session or something, they would want to rush and help him to stop it. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you would do with your dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, dad's really hurting. So we want to make dad feel better. And that is to get him to stop crying, which really is, no, that's to make me feel better. Because when dad's crying, that means there's nobody in charge here right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I can't take the discomfort, you know. It's exactly. Like- yeah, it's very, very uncomfortable because we have no way to tell uh, or, or, or to, we have no experience of seeing a man at that level of expression. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's very frightening. Yes. On that note, to be even more frightening, we need to take a break here. Thanks for some good questions. We'll be right back uh, in uh, a couple of minutes. You're listening to Things Worth Considering. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Um, just as a reminder, we uh, uh, are live and you can give us a call. We're at 1 888. 
346-9141. And uh, you're welcome to contribute to this discussion. Uh, so, um, you know, one of the things, um, too, when we were talking about, you know, sort of the emotional training of a boy was also what boys can do and can't do or what kind of toys they can have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I still watch that being, per, 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 you know, uh, uh, carried on, perpetuated yeah. was the word I was looking for, uh, perpetuated um, in, in, you know, with kids. You know, girls get dolls and boys don't, all right? right. Um, I tried to break that, but um, <laughs> somewhere or other it disappeared, the doll that I got. That's a whole story unto itself, but, right. you know, the the um uh, my brothers I had no interest in like you know my dad would take a, an engine out of one car and he would put it into another car and and you know my brothers as we got older they you know, I'm the I'm the eldest uh, they would be like out there and they're moving stuff around these cars and everything mine is like God made mechanics for this why would we learn it you know <laughs> um, so you know whereas I was inside with my mom I learned how to cook uh, you know I yeah. took up baking uh, you know. Uh, right. I love to garden, you know, if a guy says, so well, well, like, what do you like for a hobby? You know, and I say, I'm really into gardening. I really love growing plants and, and so on, both at the office and here at home. And uh, they kind of just like look and say, is that a horse over there with a cop on it? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like change the subject because that's still not a guy thing. But if I say, right. oh, I play hockey. Well, and it's kind of, yeah, and it's very, it is, it's a lot of pressure. I think for boys to be a certain way and the same, you know, obviously for girls, but with boys, I think I feel for these young guys who really have interests that are not about mechanics or not about sport. They, yeah, non-traditional. And, and when we look at, you know, the, the kind of contradiction that's there around cooking, you know, when men become chefs, <laughs> it's very different. And the that's world's a very, top, the world's top chefs are almost all men. Well, and, and it's also it. a very sexist profession, supposedly. I don't know for sure, but I've heard this. But yep. it's, it's, it's a sense, well, that somehow a woman can't be as good of a chef. But for men, I think that, again, does that add to some confusion? Like for you growing up, were you teased? Were you teased about gardening and, you know, not oh, getting yeah, into Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you still hear kids like that yell at other kids if they have non-traditional, if they have, like, more creative interests. Oh, you're so gay. Yeah. And it's like they don't even know what that means, but it hits the kid. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, when they when they when they use those kind of vocabulary, I mean, it's a form of bullying, actually. Absolutely. So being teased um, uh, in my household. No, outside of my household. Yes. Right. right. And, you know? and I think that do you do you agree that uh, the younger kids now that it's better? Like I don't know for sure. I have. I actually. I think it's know. improving. I think it's shifting. Um, I think that you know boys um, uh, are much more likely to be able to express themselves differently. I'm not saying better, just differently than their older generation. I think that they have more permission to be non-traditional and to move outside of the really rigid, uh, uh, you know, idea of what a male a male is, yeah. you know, uh, but see, this has posed a huge problem because if you look at men age over, um, over age 40, they are in a very, very high risk category to commit suicide, to, to suicide. Not interesting. To suicide. Very interesting. And what, yeah. why? They're a high why? risk group because yeah. they're stuck between, they're stuck between the kids that maybe their, their son who is like, you know, 
totally open and emotive and and their stoic father okay. who is like don't okay. express anything right. and it's like where do I go here and we have you know um, you know a real problem with that whole definition of the stoicism in our society for men uh, although I know some very stoic women as right. well yes. you know yes. sure. um, and there's some stuff that could come out of stoicism it's not a terrible terrible thing but it's certainly restrictive well and it is very restrictive that's a perfect way to describe it because I think that there's a difference between between being neutral and stoic mm. you know that, that there's there's a subtle uh, stoicism is uh, to me uh, I find it a little bit more detached and oh, yeah. you know in terms of really withdrawn and and that can feel very very I would imagine that's very feels very isolating especially for for a man who it wants to connect somehow but is limited by this perception of, I can't, I have to maintain this, you this know, facade. persona. Exactly, yeah. this facade. And I think that's, that's why, like, I'm curious with your work, did you have or did you work with a majority of men or was it mostly women? No, it's been mostly women. Okay. It's been mostly women. I have had uh, groups of men. I have done intensives with men only. And they were, they were awesome. They were absolutely awesome experiences to go through. But... 80% of um, most people in therapy is probably women, or 70%. It's probably closer to 80. Yes, so yes, yes. Women are much more likely to go and see somebody. Men is, is not viewed as being manly. Yes, although that's changing. I think slowly it, it that's starting to change. It is. It is. You, know, but you see, we can say things are changing, and they are, but the biggest majority of people aren't changing and don't have permission yet to yeah. change. And yeah. that's where the real problem is lying is I don't want to see statistics that males over the age of 40 are more likely to suicide. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's terrible. you look then at the statistics in suicide that they're much more, they're like, you know, five times more likely to be successful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm than a woman who suicide or right. attempts suicide. Right, right, right. You know, uh, That's amazing. They'll wind up in hospital more often. You know, men are much more likely because of that to, you know, men are, are much more likely to, because of their sort of more adventuresome nature uh, or whatever, to take greater risks in attempt with suicide. Right. You know, but unfortunately, they're also much more violent. And so they, they, will, they will attempt much more violent approaches. Yeah. Well, like, and I like think guns. that goes... Yeah, that, and I think that goes back to suppression and, and a sense of feeling so overwhelmed with, I don't know how to be different. And I think that giving, you know, man giving themselves permission, and of course, I can only reference from the men that I know in my life, and a lot of them are more emotive. Some of them aren't, but a lot of them are, and they generally, you know, kind of enjoy being able to speak about their feelings, but then there's a limit, there's yes. a, there's, it's almost like they can only go so far, and then it becomes like I can't I can't go there anymore. It's like the, something switches. It's like a knob. Something switches, and it's like oh, that's far enough. <laughs> We're not I'm going stay. there today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay in the zone, the zone of unknown and silence, and I don't know, and you know, which is fine, but it's very interesting. I've always found that I'll be in this discussion thinking, oh, great, and I'm waiting for the reciprocity of, you know, this man opening up, and it's, nope, nope, nope it's not nope. happening. So, you're going to bring that horse to the water, but you're not going to make <laughs> him drink. <laughs> 
<laughs> so sometimes you can't even get them to like wander over by the river. Right, know? right, right. Um, it's it just it really depends on the individual and how safe they are, and you know, well, s- safety is huge. But men, yeah. let me say this: men really are quite insecure. Yes, they're, I do believe that. Their bravado is not. Their personality is not. But there's a frightened little boy still wondering how to negotiate all of this, how to have a wife or a partner of some sort and kids and a house and mortgage. And, oh, my God, Dad, where are you? Uh, there is still that very frightened little boy in there. Yeah, I, I agree. And I've, I've seen that often. And, and I think that that also, it makes it very difficult for some men to actually ask for help or to say. Oh, because, no, men don't know, ask for help. Yeah, yeah. You know, men don't stop and ask for directions either. Yes, <laughs> I do know yeah. that. You hear that. They're really, uh, more, more than often than not, we will attempt to carry on. And uh, yeah, kind of looks over there. Give me the map. You don't know how to read maps, you know. Uh, well, it's so interesting to me because I'm always like, mm-hmm. why, why wouldn't, wouldn't we ask? Why wouldn't we ask for directions? Men but, cannot be seen as being wrong. Yeah, that's another one. Yes, that's I do. And, and I mean, we're generalizing, of course, right? Because it's not hugely everyone. generalized. But it, but it is a sense of vulnerability about, you know, I remember I had a job years ago when I was a teenager and I was working for a landscape company. And I was doing something on a flower bed. I can't remember. I was weeding or whatever. And I guess I didn't quite pick out all the weeds to the uh, level of my the the supervisor. And and I he came by and he said, "Nope, we got to do it again." And I was like, "Oh my god, really?" Because I was thinking I thought it, this was great. But <laughs> and I said, "Oh, I'm really sorry." And he said, "He said, stop saying sorry. It's a sign of weakness." And that's mm. that's all he would say all the time to the whole crew. It was always like, "Don't say sorry. It's a sign of weakness." That's was his. Well, that was that's like the what motto. you get working with a Canadian crew. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, other than you know, hello is our second. We don't even ask how you are. We just say, "I'm sorry." <laughs> it's very Canadian. Yeah, it is. It is. It makes yeah. it so polite internationally. Right. Right. Uh, right. I, I mean, I don't see it as a sign of weakness. I just see it as a sign of of uh, politeness gone to the extreme because they think it's so unconscious. I, I agree with you. I don't think, I think sometimes when it comes out of people's mouths, they're not even aware of what they're saying. It's no. just sort of a, a noise. It's not even an apology. It's not an right. apology. Right. It's yeah. not, it's, it's not authentic. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm breathing this space up right, right. now. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a sense of, oh, I can't, you know, take up space or whoops, you know, something is wrong or whatever it is. But with, with your work with men, did you find that, what came out was also uh, around their ability or inability to express anger. Because I've, I've always been curious about that around when you said anger is okay from the beginning. But with, with generally speaking, in terms of men's ability to feel anger and also to express it in a healthy way, did that come out through your group work? Yeah, you know, expressing in a healthy way is, is uh, an, just, it's just an interesting piece here. Because, you know, in the same way that men would have a huge difficulty in going really deep into that, that crying space of, of where, you know, you have to go <gasps> to try and get your breath back, you know, uh, in the same way they can't go into that rage place. Hmm. Men's anger is very often um, uh, a posturing. It's a learned hmm. posturing that is a way of controlling the situation. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. So it's like posing, you know? Yeah. So 
I have a neighbor. He used to be. <laughs> and uh, he had to move away. No. Uh, him and his wife live down the hall here. So I happen to have a friend here who's hearing impaired. I'm just ignoring. I don't even hear. It's around midnight, and he's, he's, he's hammering in my kitchen, putting something in. And I wasn't really keeping track of what was going on. So he comes to the door and he said, could you please stop it? It's like midnight. We have to be up early, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. Um, So he comes back, though, about 20 minutes later with his wife, you know, sort of holding his arm. And I guess she was supposed to be like his, you know, holding him back. Mm -hmm. And I open the door and there he is. And he's just doing this big sort of big. He's up. His arms are a little. And I just said, just a minute here. You're not posing me, are you? Oh, is that what you said to him? Yeah, that's what I said. I said, you're not pulling this posing thing on me, are you? You might do that with your students. It's not oh. going to work with me. And he was like crestfallen. He said, please just stop it. And, and, and she's pulling his arm. But I, because I went into a pose. I could do it. You know, right. hell, I've been right. hanging around New York for a long time. Um, it's all posed, you know. Um, and But I, I called him on it instantly. The moment I saw him puff up his chest and pull his shoulder mm. back and up, and I'm like, you're not really going to do this with me, you know. And it was very funny. It was very funny. I, I was able, I did stop the hammering at that point. Uh, so I, I just wanted to see if he would come back and keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, it's interesting because I wonder, though, if if a man who, uh, you know, if, if that happened to someone else, because maybe your personality is someone that you're you're going to see it and notice it, but but another man would would, you know, not another man could feed that. into it. Yes, yes, because either, it would be either, it's like staring either, at somebody. Right, right, and yeah. it's and it's I think that that it vary or become sort of shrink down, and and I think that that can be very challenging. Yes. I mean, the, the whole idea is by posing and making yourself bigger. Animals do this all the time. It's to make the other animal, you know, uh, smaller or that they'll roll over and, you know, you can like stroke their bellies. You know, it's like I wasn't going to like pet his belly. So, yeah. uh, no, no, no. Good thing. <laughs> so I had to pose back. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It was, it, was, it was just kind of really interesting. It was interesting because no one had probably ever called him on that. Yes. Yes, yeah, probably. That's, that's right. what made it really kind of and, fun. And the other thing I think with with men, it's like they and and also women, but it's that sense of you know yelling in your face, like getting close. Yes. And again, it's part of the posing, and you know trying to use volume, trying to use posturing, like you were saying, and and that sense of again intimidation, which which is unfortunate because I think the men actually suffer inside. Well, it is, you know, and, and those kinds of behaviors are about, you know, them feeling out of control. They're losing control of, of whatever's going on. And so getting in your face and yelling and, and you know, screaming at you, like, right in your face, that's all about control. Yeah. You know, that's about control. And, of course, the way to, to absolutely maintain control of that is to not respond to that. Mm-hmm. But we do because it's an antagonistic that says, you know, it's an invitation. You know, it's, as it's one invitation. person's voice goes up, the next person's voice goes up and it gets louder. And, you know, even if someone comes in angry, goes, what the hell? And you're like, what are you talking about? Like you, you respond back at that same level and suddenly now you're angry. You were sitting there knitting. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're and right. It's like, suddenly there's this insanity going on. And it's, it's that whole thing of, you know, maintaining a very false sense of control of oneself. Right, right. 
And it can, it can definitely be a sense of we're so used to that charge that comes. It's like if you say something, you know what happened? And then someone else goes, what? And it's just this, you know, frenzy. But um, yeah, friend, yeah, we call that a drama. <laughs> yes, I would say drama. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and it is something that's expected almost. It's like, wait a minute, why aren't you reacting? You should be reacting. So you It's know, not my drama. I, right. <laughs> you know, it's like the person who comes running in and throws a, gr- a grenade into the middle of a room and suddenly everybody's like, oh, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And they leave and they come back in and go, oh, what's going on? And like they just right. perpetuate the drama that's going on. Yeah, you know, yeah. something I really try to avoid. I think most men try to avoid drama. Uh, I think they do. I, I think that the shutdown, though, is sometimes difficult for a lot of women or people because it's a sense of, you know, done with it. I can't, you know, we're not going to talk about it because I can't talk about it. And I think that's where if men's frustration, they're not able to access a way to communicate from a place of being very um, sort of grounded and centered. And especially if they've never had the practice or the mentorship to demonstrate what's there. I think think they can be grounded and I think they can be, but if someone's yelling and screaming at you, you know, because they're trying to get you into this argument, yeah. then of course you don't want to play. I don't want to play. No. And I know how to argue. You know, <laughs> thanks, mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, tales from growing up. Um, we have to take a break here. Um, we will be back in two minutes. You are listening to Things Worth Considering. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories, it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Um, we are live on air, and we are open uh, to take phone calls. We're at one 346 9141 and that is a toll-free call anywhere in North America. Uh, if you have anything to contribute to our discussion 
about men. Uh, one half of the po- of the population. Well, it's, it's a little bit less actually. It's, it's, it's I think it's difficult a bit, to make a, a baby uh, boy than it is to make a baby girl. Yeah. Um, so um, the man cave. Okay. Here's another thing that women don't get. Men need their own space, both both literally and symbolically. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, because men don't express it in the same way, men think things through. Maybe. They're actually rewriting <laughs> Batman. I mean, what are you thinking, honey? Well, I was thinking that if Batman and Batwoman were to be able to get up on top of the, you know, at the, the station down there, and they both jumped off at the same time, the Riddler would not get away with it. <laughs> it's like literally, and they go, Really? Um, don't assume that <laughs> there is anything hugely profound going on in men's minds. We don't think that way. What goes on in men's minds also is very, very compartmentalized. Men mm. can do one thing only at a time. That is it. Yes. I call it being in the now and in the moment, which I'm going to stick with. Oh, the nice. fact is, if you pull me over into another area, I will get a little confused and, and, and sort of off balance. Women, you know, because, because men's brains are only firing on one side at most mm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Even though our, our brain is about 10% larger than women's, that 10% is utilized just simply to coordinate the use of the muscles of the body. Well, and I also think generally the physiological size, are bigger heads, bigger bodies, more muscle you know, I yeah. think that's that's also and boys. Going back to your uh, statement about you know, l- especially with little boys, often they need to focus on one task, and it and it's they can't change tasks easily. No, and, no. women and it's just too women, hard for women them. have everything firing at the same time. Right. right, they're brilliant, and they can multitask, and they can, uh, you know, although uh, studies are showing that multitasking isn't yeah. necessarily real. No, but it's not they real. They can have a lot going on in their mind, though. Yes. You know, or in their brain simultaneously. Men can't do that. So it's very yes. compartmentalized. Um, um, men are very much uh, 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 raised to be alone in many ways. Um, you know, you have like the, the, the solitary male. Now, we're, we are social, but men are not nearly as social as women are. Men don't need to have the social in quite the same way. Um, uh, so when, when a man needs to, 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 to think through something, he will go off on his own and he needs to have that. What's really difficult is when you're in your man cave, honey, are you okay? Come out, come out, you know, and you have that banging at your, at your man cave and you're just like, leave me alone. And you're going to get into a really big argument. That's guaranteed. If you want to know how to communicate with men, this is one way, leave them in their cave. They will come out. They'll get hungry. Uh, they'll come out right. and they will talk or they'll at least that. share with what's going on. I believe that. And I think it's healthy to have some space and time alone. And I feel like, again, it goes back to that sense of maybe there's a, a generalization of sometimes when people are silent or they step back, that it goes back to what you were saying around the, the weeping or the tr- crying and going into sort of take care of it. And it's, it's as if, oh, I can't, I can't see my dad cry or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 
and and the same thing around oh this this man suddenly has pulled back what does that mean and if a, if the man isn't able to say hey i just need my space or hey i'm just i'm not thinking about anything i just want some alone time because that's the key is is really goes back to just communicating and is that sufficient for the well exactly persona, you know if you got if you got the angry wife going well what and I don't need alone time and I don't need to have some space. You know, um, it can be like, yeah, you know, a huge problem. It's easier to shut down. Yeah. And one thing <laughs> I think is, it is interesting, too, when you said about, you know, this this idea of opening up the heart as we get older and uh-huh. for men especially. And I do think about, you know, men going from boy to manhood and then wise man. You know, just like for uh, the wisdom that's in aging, just like with women. And I do think a lot of men struggle with that, not not acknowledging that they are wise without their, you know, position. Because we know that the heart, heart attack rates go up as soon as men retire. Yes. You know, that sense of lack of purpose, especially if their identity is that this is this is who I am. So we've really missed in our society this sense of how do we support men to allow themselves to be wise and the same with women because it's not about the doingness that wisdom is not the doingness right no absolutely absolutely um i don't think men validate themselves in their knowledge um you know and and you know i i think that men often as they age um they become more and more silent is because there's nobody there to entice it out I can remember years ago being down in Florida and I think I was in Fort Lauderdale and I went into the Hilton for dinner and they're in the dining room. It was pretty empty. Um, it was, it was off season and uh, there was this older couple and they sat there and I was fascinated by them. I've always been fascinated by my elders and I watched them and I watched them and they did not speak a word for yeah. about an hour, an hour and a half until it was time to leave. And I was just like, please, God, don't ever let that happen to me. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> um, it just looked to me, well to me because, of course, that's my perception. Right, right. So right. that was, and I love the social aspect of eating. I'm really not that interested in food. I love the social aspect of eating, mm. um, like chatting and so on. That um, to me, that was like the worst nightmare I could imagine living in. Well, and it, it's it's interesting that you uh, have see that it's a perception because. You know, part of me was thinking, oh, they're just very comfortable with each other. They don't need yeah. to talk. They, absolutely. They don't, they were, they don't need words, right? right? And But, of course, we don't know for sure. But the loneliness of as men, you know, and for women, but as they get older, I think is is very challenging. Yes. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I think that, you know, uh, the aging male, um, you know, and, and so I have a, a technically, I guess, by law, a, a stepfather. Um, and I say that because really he, he wasn't, he was my mother's husband. Um, because when my father died, she remarried this man, uh, who happened to be a really good friend of theirs and his wife had died when my dad died. Um, and so they started hanging out and then they started, I guess, whatever, and wound up in the bed. So, um, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> not very long after they got married, my mother insisted on being married again. Um, I just got a big smile on my face because I just think it's so funny. Um, uh, she died. Um, they discovered she had pancreatic cancer and she was gone about nine months later. So he's still there. He's still alive. He's approaching 90. Um, 
And it was jokingly with him that, oh, you know, we'll get married again. And he's like, no, I don't do this anymore. And I just feel really, you know, I feel that sort of awfulness for him, you know, mm-hmm. of being so old. And he lives alone in my father's house uh, because that was part of the prenup um, until one of them dies, until he dies, actually. Uh, and it reverts back over to us. But uh, it's – it's um, I, I just can't imagine, you know, he's, he's a, he's a wonderfully kind man. He's out there and he helps lots and lots of people, but he will not, he will not let himself get, uh, you know, involved. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate because I think that's also been heightened with COVID-19, this pandemic. Yes. I was, I was speaking to a colleague um, the other day and she knows, uh, she has a, a friend of a friend anyway, the, the grandparent lives down the street and he's 92. And what's happened is that his entire family is afraid to come and visit him mm. in person for right. fear of and, and I, think, I think this is really going to be very challenging for people, but it is that isolation. And I think that, you know, especially um, if men are not used to saying, actually, I need to see people because mm-hmm. it's that sense of, oh, oh well, no, I, you know, I, I better not. But, but I think, again, these little skills of recognizing how to communicate. And if a man or anyone can sort of step into, it's okay if I have this expression, but it's giving the self-permission, right? Right, right. You know, when you're talking about that, you know, of the 8,000 people who died in Ontario, around Canada, 6,000 of them, 6,000 of them were elderly people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they died alone. And that yeah. just breaks, breaks me up, mm-hmm. you know, um, that they were, they were isolated from their families, not because of them getting sick, because, like you just mentioned, but the other way around, that their families couldn't get sick. But you know, through a window or whatever, they said goodbye somehow, you know, and it's just, uh, what a horrible, horrible thing. And I hope to God that we get this, get this right as to how we take care of people who are are elders. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's one of the hugest, um, you know, revelations. I think it's a disgrace. It is a disgrace. And it's another reveal of a structure and a system that does not support humanity. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just doesn't support humanity. And, Surely he doesn't and, want to make me get much older. No, no. And, <laughs> and again, we're, we, we lose that in our society. We do. So, yes. so the wise, you know, the, there's a name for the cynics is the, the, the archetype oh, yes. of the wild, the, wild, the, the wise man. And I, I think, wow, how beautiful if that was sort of brought into education systems and, and actually giving purpose. Because I think that's very hard for men to go, well, I retire and then what? Unless there's someone who has lots of hobbies or lots of interests. Or, but if they don't, the then they're they going to struggle. That's just it. Most of the time they don't. I think it's also then goes back then to when they're younger and they're married or, uh, or whatever they're, they're involved. They need to be encouraged. Men need to be encouraged to have their own hobbies, their own outlets. You know, if it's going motorcycle, you know, backcountry road racing or whatever, on uh, you know, motocross, let them go. Do it. Right. Right. We can always clean up the blood later, <laughs> you know, but um, I think that uh, you can't do that now. You know, your dad or, or whatever is not an okay experience. I think that men really resent then the parenting experience because mm. they've been taken, they've been robbed of having an additional outlet. Now, I understand what women say. Women have two full-time yeah. jobs. Exactly. So they may have been let go of their COVID job, you know, because of whatever, but they went home and they had an entire full-time job to do. Yeah. But now they were also educators 
with their right. kids. Oh, yeah. You know, cooking, cleaning, you know, for women, it doesn't change. And I really understand that resentment also that they do have two full-time jobs. Men don't see anything around that, um, but I think that gradually they will. You know, I think there, there's a certain change occurring, and hopefully part of that is the sensitivity of, of men. You know, yeah. I think it's really important, though, that, um, you know, to, to understand that men really need compliments. Mm-hmm. If they do something, please say nice things, mm-hmm. because they are devastated, and they would never let you know how yeah. devastated they are. Yeah, That's if the they're problem. not noticed or not, absolutely. I I, absolutely. They're invisible. I do all of this for her. And she says, no, she just comes and says, oh, well, why didn't you do this? And, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think that, you, you know, let's everybody drop their agenda and exactly. what's going on. Does it really matter if the socks are in the middle of the floor? Do you right. have the president coming? Actually, in his place, is probably there. Uh, <laughs> do you have the Queen of England arriving? Do, would the socks really deter her? Probably not. Yeah, I had I had to clean up beforehand. However, right? yeah, I have a great aunt. Had a great aunt and uncle in Greece in a small village, and in the winter, my uh, my great uncle decided, oh, I'm going to help out, you know, his wife, and he decided to wash the dishes. You know, it's very basic that we hand washing. She came in and said, "What? You wash the dishes? Out." And she sent him out, and she redid the the dishes. And he was he was so frustrated, but he was turning yes. out. But it was it was the epitome of what you were saying. It was like he tried, and she's like, "Nope, this is nope. my. What are you doing in my space?" Right. This is my space. Yes. The and I know how to wash the dishes. Way. You don't, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, too funny. I love it. Yeah, it was I funny. It. <laughs> yeah. He tried so hard, and you know, so the, how that needs to be handled differently is. That was so great of you to do. Then when he goes away, then rearrange it, but not slap it in the face. And I think women really, really need to know how delicate men are Mm -hmm. in spite of what the facade is. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. Well said. So, So let's tell us about your presentation next week. Oh, thanks. Um, It's going to be Wednesday. It's the last of our summer series, actually. Um, And I'm doing, you know, what every woman wants to know about men and what men need to know uh, about men. And uh, it's a uh, three-hour presentation, but with some, some, uh, uh, you know, interaction, lots of interaction. And it's uh, it is live. It's interactive, and hopefully, people can learn some stuff and and I think have a good laugh. Uh, It's forty dollars. It can be. Uh, uh, you know, a ticket can be purchased through transformationalarts.com uh, and go to Summer Series and look for everything women want to know. And, <laughs> and you'll be able to sign up for it right there on, uh, on, our, on the uh, internet. So it's www.transformationalarts.com. Nice. And that's it. I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun next Wednesday. Great. So, Thanks, Cord. Okay. Thank you. And be nice to men, all right? <laughs> For tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 